The Silly Goose Gang Podcast. Here we go, and we are back. Episode 56 of the Silly Goose Gang Podcast, and I'm delighted to be introducing a 22-year U.S. Army veteran, Pat McNamara, from the University of Badassery Podcast. Mm. Uh, so, Pat, thank you very much for joining us uh, this evening or this afternoon in your time. So, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. How's uh, how how how's life in uh, in America right now for you, Pat? You've had it, some craziness it, going on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's well, the more you believe the news, the crazier it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, it's really not that bad. Things he and then uh, depending on where you are state to state the rules are different as far as like quarantine masking all that stuff so it fluctuates depending on what state state you were in but um you know it's really not that crazy i think the news is is turning it into a frenzy and and mm-hmm. you know creating fear and angst and all this crap but yeah it's pretty good everything's good i'm i'm happy i'm on top of the world <laughs> that's uh, that's one of the best things uh, about you that's one of the things that i love about you following your um you know, follow your Instagram and stuff as uh, your positive outlook. And uh, you seem quite excitable, quite kind of all the time. Just kind of fucking happy to be here, happy to be alive and keep swinging. Yeah, man. Well, um, I think, you know, I, I attribute some of that good attitude to 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 bad times in my life. You know, when you when you when when you when you've when you've wallowed through a mire of crap and you've been in a you know a, a downward spiral and you almost hit rock bottom you appreciate a life a lot more and um so i just try to also relay that message through the interwebs i feel that if you've got a big following you've got a responsibility you know you you, you, you have to be responsible with that because it's it's sort of like an element of power and yeah. what you do with that power can uh persuade or swayed an audience either negatively or positively i would just rather go positive because i'm not faking it what you see is what you get on the interwebs i mean i am a positive person and with a positive outlook on life um i don't uh appreciate and follow a bunch of negative crap i try to achieve separation from that uh because it's contagious positivity is contagious and so is negativity and I don't want to be, you know, caught up in that in doom and gloom world where everything's bad and there's so much freaking hate and disdain and and all this division. It's freaking horseshit. There's not a lot. You know, the news is telling us that there's a lot of it, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing that you bring up there because you have, you know, a fairly a fairly huge, um, you know, online following, mm-hmm. and it, you know, the fact that you you feel that you have to put. Oh, no, you have you feel responsible for what you put out there. Um, does that something that you know? Do you think about that daily, or do you, do you not have to think about it because you're just so upbeat? Anyway, does it just come natural to you now, or do you still have to think about what you're posting? Well, n- n- no, I I really do. I I think about it. Um, it's funny because, like for instance, the basic dude stuff that I post on my it's fucking Instagram, hilarious, by the way, <laughs> my hilarious. Instagram and, you, and YouTube. <laughs> that there, I put a lot of thought into. You know, I want to make sure that it's palatable to a broad audience because I have a lot of little kids from all over the planet watching basic dude stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get more messages from parents filming their kids than any 
than any other demographic. So I have to be careful with that. Like guys will tell, you know, they'll say, Hey man, don't forget, you know, giving your wife an orgasm is basic dude stuff. I'm like, yes, of course it is. But I'm not going to post that on basic dude stuff. You know, I, yes. Pissing off a, a, a shit stain in the freaking toilet bowl is basic dude stuff, but I'm not going to put it up there. You know, I want to make sure that it's, it's, that it's real clean content. I I'm careful about what's in the background and all that stuff. When I do workout stuff though, it's a little more rated PG because I've always got metal cranking in the background and, um, uh, and you know, that's, it's, it's not rated G, you know, it's, that's no, that's not intended for, for, uh, kids, but parents show their kids basic dude stuff. You know, that's who, that's who brings it to them because kids aren't necessarily following me, but they look forward to basic dude stuff Wednesdays. The, The workout thing, I have an obligation because, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm inspiring people. I'm motivating them. So a lot of guys will ask me, bro, what in the hell motivates you? And I'll, sometimes I'll respond back, am I, am I motivating you? And they're like, yeah, if I'm motivating you, then that's, what's inspiring me. That's what's burning my fire. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 uh, um, you know, iron sharpens iron, that kind of thing. So I need yeah. your fire in order for me to fire you up. So, you know, I owe a debt to the audience that follows me because they're, they're firing me up, man. They're, 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 they're holding my feet to the fire. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we have, uh, one of the coolest things that me and Ali have talked about this ourselves. Um, our jujitsu instructor, uh, is, uh, you know, John's 53, maybe 54 now. And they have a, they have a little, they're still doing it. They do it outside now because they're not allowed to be in the gym, but they have like the old, the old guy session on a Saturday, all guys in the 50. And all nice. fucking savages killing it, really getting after it, really strong mm-hmm. guys. And we, you know, we look at it, you know, I'm 36, Ali's 41. And we look at that and go, fuck, man, I, 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 sorry. I want to be doing that shit when I'm fucking 53, 54, 55 years old, man. That's awesome. So that, yeah. know, that encourages us, man. It's, and everybody feeds off each other. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I call that old man strength, you know, when yeah. I, when I, fuck. when it's our gyms were still active, um, I'd, I'd grapple with some of the guys in there and you, you kind of know how to, you know, it's knowledge versus wisdom, that kind of thing. So you kind of know where to take shortcuts, when to rest, when to just yeah. hang on to somebody and wear them down, that kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't, um, I'm a little tentative when it comes to working out, um, only because, uh, I don't want to get jacked up. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. So I'm yeah. a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a puss now when it comes to sparring. This is a, yeah, but I mean, this, you know, we were, uh, I was going to say we were talking about it this morning, but that's, that's not true because I, I wasn't training this morning with anybody because that would be illegal. But um, if I was training this morning, we were talking about it, we were, we were talking about, you know, doing, uh, you know, leg locks and jiu-jitsu. And, you know, if, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're, you know, if you're 50, whatever you're old, as long as you're training with guys, you're cool and understand that, you know, I might break a little bit easier or, you know, whatever it is, you go, you should be fine. Like it's when you get assholes who are twenty three and want to make a name for themselves. Right, that's the fucking right. idiots you need to watch out for. But you know, yeah, you've trained with a cool bunch of guys. Yep, that's a good point. You know, I um, there's a course I teach called Sentinel, and um, I do a little fight block of instruction in there. And um, you know, it always amazes me how many adults can't fight. They can't throw blows. They don't know. So I do a street fight philosophy. And I started with bare bone basic boxing, you know, from a non-aggressive posture. Mm. And, um, 
And I always tell them, I, I encourage them. I says, you know, people will ask me, what's the best style out there? I'm like, bro, whatever style you're best at, it doesn't freaking matter. Whatever one you're good at, that's the best style. You know, don't match yeah. style for style. Um, but, I, but I will encourage them to uh, try to do some sparring, you know, because with sparring with boxing, you get uh, non-telegraphic motions, zone awareness, fear management, spontaneity. You get those intangibles. And I always say, but you have to spar with somebody a lot better than you, <laughs> because if you spar with somebody at equal level or somebody who's not as good, it's just going to turn into an ass kicking contest because they're looking through a straw. You know, they, 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 they've got no peripheral vision. They don't know how to relax and you're going to get waylaid on, you know, it's just going to turn into an ass kicking contest and yeah, you'll get toughened up, but you're not going to learn anything <laughs> except yeah. just that you're tougher, you know, that you can yeah. take, you're going to learn that you could take a punch which is good, but yeah, so yeah. it's important, it's, you know, to, 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 to make sure that when you're mixing it up, that you're not, um, looking to, to hurt each other. Yeah. So I watched, um, you know, I watched, uh, your episode of hundred deadly skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, you know, speaking to Ali this morning and she's saying, yeah, I was, I was very impressed with what we, what you were, you know, your, your ideas with boxing, you know, ba- very basic stuff. Right. Where I've, I've, you know, I come from a, an amateur boxing background, Pat. So, you yep. know, people who forget things about, you know, talking this, talking your, talking your chin in. So when you throw a jab, right. this has got to be tucked right. in. Right. You know, you see guys right. throwing a punch and the chin's up here. And you go, you're oh, just yeah. waiting to get knocked out. Yep. Um, so I, I've got a good anecdote about that. I mean, so I have, I have a fight background. I wrestled a lot. I was, I was a good wrestler. I like, you know, if I'm going to toot my horn about something, I would say that I, I was a good wrestler. I did uh, taekwondo. I did Muay Thai in Thailand. Um, uh, some BJJ and we would spar and this is early nineties. We were doing MMA before there was MMA. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. And, um, I was doing that, you know, throwing a jab, keeping my chin up and boom lights out professional. I was sparring with a guy who boxed professionally because we had a few of them in my unit when I was active and lights out just like that. Bam. You know, the one that doesn't, that you don't see is the one that's going to hurt you. Yes, sir. Uh, and then it, so I went back to the drawing board and did about four years of nothing but boxing to clinch, to kick, to knee, you know, just all the bare bone basics again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we've, we've said this before, but, you know, so, you know, I did, I boxed for nearly 10 years was, uh, not bad at all. Um, you know, now moving into you know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it, it's the same thing in terms of people want to do all the fancy shit, but they don't understand how to manage range. You know, they don't right. understand how you know how you know how do you you know get from out here to in here? How do you close right. that gap without getting caught with something? Mm-hmm. People are so obsessed with doing you know boxing, you know throwing. I see all the time now on on, on Instagram and and Facebook and whatever. As you know, guys doing these fucking stupid. You know, choreographed, you know, punch combinations under pads. Mm-hmm. You know, that's awesome, man. That doesn't, that's not going to win you anything because if somebody knows something, they'll step in, they'll step out, they'll create an angle. It's fucking meaningless. Yeah. And, you know, Jiu Jitsu is the same. Everybody wants to learn how to spin and catch. Fucking pass guard. Yep. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, fucking, you know, fucking basic dude stuff. That's right. <laughs> Passing guard is basic dude stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or, or like you said, not getting there in the first place, you know, staying out of that zone. You know, when you see like, 
somebody films a street fight, guys are nose to nose. It's like, well, this is going to go poorly for one, for both, for either. You know, just not going to, we're just not going to. One of the things, one of the things that um, I, you know, I find it funny in my own head is that, you know, I haven't done some boxing, some jujitsu, not not terrible either, not 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 amazing either. But one of the things that I'm so glad that it, it's helped me not get into fights. But mm-hmm. I'm also quite I'm also quite upset because I don't get into fights because it doesn't right. be quite fun to how easily you could beat summed up, right? Like that would be yeah. quite fun. So I'm I'm glad for both things. Um, but yeah, it's uh, okay. you so, know I, the way I, the way I see it is. Um, Guys who know how to fight aren't going to start fights. Guys yeah, who know how to, guys who know know how to fight are going to try to mitigate or de-escalate the situation. That's guys who know how to fight, you know. Yeah. And those are the ones you have to think, oh man, you know, it, because it, it's always, uh, you know, a, a you know a bully or an untrained guy who's just maybe uh, big in stature or has got a lot of moxie that's going to start a fight. He probably doesn't know shit when it comes to real fighting though you know it's, he's been in a couple bar brawls he started some shit and throwing some freaking haymakers it's funny because yeah. when, whenever i'm uh whenever i'm you know not that I go out uh vet, well, you know haven't been out in a year because of this stupid pandemic <laughs> but you know even before that i don't i don't really drink in bars maybe maybe to watch a big you know big boxing match you know if anthony joshua's fighting or tyson fury's fighting we might go to a bar and watch it but you know i've got friends who have never fought have no interest in fighting but you know they like to go out to watch the boxing or whatever and you know the big guys in bars. You know the guys, fucking oh, yeah. full, of, full of steroids, big, t- you know, tattoos all up the neck. Yep. And you know, jacked. And you know, mm-hmm. they're walking out like this, and everybody yep. go, "Oh man, let's let's watch out for that guy, man. And fucking, he looks, he looks." And, and I and I just go, "This is that he is not the problem." Right. This this little guy who's got some cauliflower in his ear. That's right. And those little very relaxed. Those telltale scars over the eyebrows. This guy's the one that I'm concerned about. And you can yeah, you, you can man. see it in his eyes, man. I I I will size that up in a nanosecond. I'm like, uh, I'll that somebody, yeah. yeah, this is somebody who doesn't need, need to be trifled with right here. But the big muscle head, like, psh, that's a, that's an easy fix. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it's strange though, isn't it? That guys, all guys, think they can fight even when they can't. They they think it's basic good stuff to be able to fight <laughs> until. It comes so, to the, the actual physical fight, and as you say, they're, they're we, swinging we, from the back pocket. Yep, they uh, think all guys think they could uh, they could fuck good and run a barbecue pit. Also, <laughs> so what I was going to say, Baz, we've said this before. Like every guy, every guy thinks he can fuck really well. He can fight his ass off, and he can race cars, right. and they can't ever do any of them. <laughs> that's yep. the funny thing. Every young guy thinks that that's the three things that is good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny that that translates across across the Atlantic as well. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, and and you know, and I've done, uh, I've done fighting stuff in basic dude stuff, and and driving. You know, I've done a couple driving uh, skits where I'm doing some evasive driving, like J turns. Okay. I said, knowing how to do some evasive driving is basic dude stuff. You know, or yeah, just, but the, because I've been through a, seven high speed driving schools. And uh, but yeah, man, you're right. Yep, uh, guys think they're masters at all of the things. <laughs> it's very yep. true. So I've I've done. Uh, I was uh, I did a little bit of racing, um, some circuit stuff in my younger years when I had, uh, well, well actually when I lived at home and I didn't have any bills to pay uh, and I could right. afford to go racing. It's a uh, fucking awesome fun, man. I love I love you know I did a little bit of car racing. I'm not I, again. 
I've said this before in the podcast. I'm like the world's most average man. I'm not good right. at anything. I'm not good at anything, but I kind of know how to do a lot. I'm just not good at anything. <laughs> you know, it, that's funny because um, I remember saying that to my wife um, at the birth of basic dude stuff. We were sitting up. I was drinking bourbon, and um, sh- we sh- we were ordering some new appliances, and and she said, yeah, we could have my, our friend who's a plumber install this stuff. And I looked at her, I said, Rebecca, I could install this crap. She goes, can you? I said, yes, I could do all of the things, all, all of the stuff I can do. I said, I can't do like advanced. I can't build a house, but I could fix a house. I can't rebuild an engine, but I could fix one. I could do all of the, you know, the basic stuff, the basic dude stuff. <laughs> That's how it was formed. I wrote that down real fast. But I say the same thing too. I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, master and none, you know, Mm. but I think it's, I think it's important, you know, to, to want to know how to do stuff, things Mm. to be interested. And if you're interested, you become interesting also. And I think you're a better listener too, because, because you, if you're interested, you know, if the world, if the sun doesn't rise and set on your ass, then, um, you're going to pick up a lot more information. And for a lot of us who are interested in things, you know, driving, artwork, poetry, whatever it is, guns, doesn't matter, fighting, uh, you want to pick up more information. It's, it's, it becomes it's, habitual. It's also, I think, um, I, I know I can, you know, for myself, I, as I've gotten older now, I've now taken an interest in, uh, you know, learning how to make things so that, you know, uh, uh, I want to start making knives. I want to learn. Yeah. I, I have no idea how to do it. I'm going to be mm-hmm. fucking awful for a long time, but I want to learn how to do it. I want to, you know, I want to be able to take bits of wood, fucking turn, you know, make bowls and cups. I, I want to learn how to do that shit because I don't know. I just think I find it interesting. So, um, and it's what's strange is nobody around, nobody in my family was like that at all. Nobody mm-hmm. in my family ever done. I don't know. I'm a fucking weird outlier in my family. Yeah, right, um, right. you know, Same. nobody ever fought or, you know, it's just bizarre. It's that comes along, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's an age thing where you, I don't know, I think you go one way or the other, you become a great big fat old man who, you know, watches sports and tells everybody how, you know, he he had trials with whoever was a great team. Some uh, of that you might, you might be able to chalk up to uh, ADD, you know, um, because like I, ha- I was ADD as a kid and when you're a kid, it's a curse. You can't, you can't study well, you can't uh, wrap your head around a book. You know, you, you, you fidget and you're interested, you, you're a daydreamer in school, all that stuff. But when you're older, it becomes a blessing because you know how to harness it and use it to help better the person that you are. Just my opinion on that. I don't know. There's, I don't know if there's science to back that up or not. I'm just spitballing. I would, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that because I, I wasn't diagnosed with ADD or anything, but I was hyperactive as like i still am quite hyper at times even at 42 years old i can get a little bit hyper about things and again i think it does it applies that you can kind of use that energy to right. dive in and out of things more than just yep. focus on maybe one single thing mm-hmm. um yeah i'd agree on that i definitely think that that's definitely a ring of truth to that it's it's funny how you brought up the the metal work and making knives because that's one of the things on my to-do list down the road you know i would love to because guys send me knives from all over the world they say because mm. i have a i have <sighs> i don't know how but i have a knife collection i'm not <laughs> m- uh, much of a knife guy i mean i carry a pocket knife you know and okay. when i'm in the woods i carry a bush knife 
but I've become a knife guy because people send me knives and now they know I have a knife collection and they want to be a part of it. And I look at some of these things. I'm like, these are so And some of them are crude, you know, like you could tell this guy just started out <laughs> and he wanted me, you know, he wanted to gift me a, a, a piece that is where some of them are just absolute works of freaking art. Yeah. It's like, wow, wow. The amount of, you could just tell this is an expert. You know, the guy who built this bush knife is a freaking, he is, he, He's very passionate about his craft. So yeah, it's yeah. funny you said that because I would love to do that too. Yeah, it's um yeah, we had on uh, we had on uh, Laura Zera who who has a book. Um so she sent us a book each and uh yeah, it's one of those things that I don't I don't, I like I like the idea of making things like craftsman, mm -hmm. like you're saying craftsmanship. Right. You know, so if you yeah. watch um this this is real nerdy stuff now, but you know, if you see somebody who's welded something, like a real good blacksmith is yep. welded something. Mm -hmm beautifully well yep. like a beautiful weld is something that you can look at and go this guy spent a fucking lifetime to get this perfect and it's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing to like it's, i don't understand art you know painting right. to me is like i don't fucking I, you know, <laughs> if i look at something who's beautiful made i go fuck man mm -hmm. that's so nice I, lo I love that um mm -hmm. so yeah i like the idea of making things and you know i'm getting worse as i get older or better as i get older whatever you want to look at it i guess but uh yep yeah i like to I like the idea of the, these things yeah, man, I'm, I'm with, I'm totally with you on that. And I think one feeds the other two when it comes to welding, because that's also something that I don't do. Yeah. <laughs> I could solder, <laughs> but yeah. I can't weld, you know, and I would love to be able to learn how to do that. But, you know, it, it, sometimes I have a lot of, I'm, I'm hobby heavy, man. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> hobby heavy. And sometimes you just don't have enough room for it. So you have to yeah. prioritize or money, you know, because yeah. some will, some will absorb you know money um yeah where hence, others why I, are, hence why i stopped racing cars <laughs> right right that's a that's a heavy one that that's, shit a, gets expensive. that's a money sucker there yeah. yeah uh it's like the guns thing that's expensive you know guns ammo but that's something that it's not just a hobby for me i make a living off of that as well and um but yeah you have to make room i've had to streamline you know every once in a while it's like oh man I got to put the drums in storage. Are you freaking kidding me? I just like them out. You know, I don't, it's not like I play every day. I might play once every two months, but, yeah. but I want to be able to go to it and do it, but they're taking up a lot of room, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, yeah. That's, that's so funny because I, I, I tried to learn how to play guitar when mm -hmm. I was, you know, maybe 18, 19. I, I was not, I am still not musical in the slightest. But I found myself, you know, especially during lockdown, going, maybe I should just buy an acoustic guitar. And then right. it's like, where do I put an acoustic guitar? It'll just right. lie around. But then it's like, yep. but wait, I might still buy one just because when I'm lying on the couch. Right. Yeah. Night, just have, plus, plus if, you, if you have a stand for it, mm. it looks good, you know? Yeah. And if somebody comes over, you could wow them by them thinking that you're a great musician. You know, no, you no. play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, I play. Yeah, yeah. not right now. I have you know some little bit of. Uh, you know, there's something going on here. Some, <laughs> some, some but kind of syndrome is afflicting my fingers, so I can't play for you at this moment. But because I have a, uh, I have a cello in the house, okay. and and neither my wife or I play, but she played when she was a kid, and so okay. one Christmas I got her a cello thinking maybe she could rekindle this, you know, love for music, but neither one of us play it, but it looks cool. 
in the living room <laughs> on a stand, you know. <laughs> but one day, one day I'll, I'll jump on that as well. I, you know, I'll be a cello player too. Guitar, <laughs> drums, and cello. This is this is a you know it's hilarious speaking to you um, because it seems like you're very much like me where your brain just fires in a million directions. You just like fucking see things. You go, hey, why, you know, why can't I fucking do that? I could, I right. think I could build a space. I, I think I could build a spaceship if I had the yeah, stuff. I sure. think I could do it. Yeah, I'm I'm do, it. Sure. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, sure. just just with, just with the shit that's in my shed, I'm pretty sure I could build a spaceship. Yeah, I just need to figure out how to fuel it. Hmm. Uh, and then you get sidetracked and you start making rocket fuel it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. hold on no, no no let me get to yeah i i have to prioritize my world i live on a series of whiteboards so i have right in front of me over my computer i have year calendar hmm. so you know it, it's it there's very little white space in it and then in my laundry room i have tasks for the week or, you know, pending tasks for maybe this month, you know, stuff that uh, is not meant for the calendar. Calendar is work stuff. But like, for instance, Silly Goose podcast, that's up on my laundry room calendar, you know, on my, you know, on <laughs> that whiteboard. And then I have another whiteboard in the kitchen. And this one keeps me on track for day to day functioning. You know, it's my mission essential task list. So that way I won't get sidetracked. These are my priorities. So uh, like tonight, I'll have five or six things on that kitchen whiteboard, just a small whiteboard. And those, you know, besides for work, fulfillment, social, all the bullshit that goes into my day-to-day -day activities, you know, what are my chores for tomorrow? What is the workout I'm going to do? Um, and, you know, what is my main focus? So that, it, so that keeps me on track working off of those whiteboards. And I always recommend it to people, you know, uh, if you don't have focus or if you're not, you know, mission driven, get a whiteboard and, and put a few things on it. So that way you go to bed, uh, sort of with a, uh, with focus to sleep because you know that tomorrow you are going to be, uh, productive in daily activities because you, you wake up think then you wake up thinking yeah today besides just for work i'm gonna fix this thing that's been broken for two years <laughs> i'm gonna maybe till this chunk of earth so i could plant in another you know when growing season comes around whatever it is just that mission essential task list so for me that's uh i live my life off of those three things year month and day-to-day -day whiteboards so i don't get sidetracked <laughs> Is this um? Is that is that a military like military grounding that gives you those disciplines to 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 do that? Yeah, I, I especially so. My entire career was special ops. Twenty two years, mm. nothing but special ops, and then my last thirteen years, I was in a tier one unit. I was in uh, the, the top tier one unit, and um, we did a lot off of planning boards, and so we had one for the squadron, a planning board for the troop, and a planning board for the team. You know, so it's, it's kind of the same thing. So I'm kind of still working in in that environment with those three different planning boards. So I probably, yeah, there's probably some crossover. I more than likely took it from that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's you're having, having, you know, uh, I don't know how people get through and, you know, I like, you know, I, I, if you have, if somebody plans out those things, you know, like, for a week you know doing it for a week would be fairly easy but to do that you know week after week month after month year after year is when the discipline become you know anybody can do something for you know this amount of time 
but doing mm-hmm. it for a lifetime yeah. becomes super difficult. So you have to be, you know, pretty disciplined. To, you know, well, it, you know, the, when you do it for that long, it just becomes a way of life. It's not, yeah. it, it, you're just self-governed now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're not, um, it's not a task. It's not a chore. It's just something that is a day-to-day activity. And, um, and you realize that, you know, you can't, not, not that you can't live without it, but you depend on it. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer yeah. laborious, you know, it's no longer, um, you know, work. It just, it's just the flow, the flow of things. <laughs> yeah. The way you get things done. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it will, it will help with, with the discipline as well. You become more disciplined the more mm-hmm. you do it because then, you know, like you just said, Pat, your, your mm-hmm. annual planner has very little white space in it. Right. So if there is a big block of white space, you can sit and go, what am I going to do with that white space? Is it going right. to be a vacation? Is there a course I can run? And then all the bits that, you know, if you're running one of your courses, there must be some planning in advance yep. that goes to the monthly one that then goes down to the daily one. So it kind of, it's the macro to the micro as well, moving across the the various levels. Yep, absolutely. And, um, you know, if I have, if my kitchen whiteboard doesn't have tasks on it for the next day, I will make shit up. I will go look for shit to do <laughs> and put it on, put it on there. As far as off time goes, Every once in a while, like if I have an hour or let's say two hours of like free time, all of a sudden, wow, disposable time. Holy shit. I'm going to do something fun in there. I'm not going to sit down and watch TV. Uh, I, I'm going to do something, you know, um, I've got a field across the street where I might go uh, because I live on a decommissioned golf course. So, um, I, I'll just go across the street and bash balls. It's like, oh man, cause it's like, I have my own private golf course. It's not groomed or anything, but I could still bash balls there. <laughs> um, and, and my wife takes care of vacation. She will force them on me. She doesn't fuck around. She will come into. She will come right into my office and she'll say, she'll look at the calendar. And go, hey, um, what's going on this week right here? I said, what do you mean? She goes, are you going anywhere? I said, no. But you know, I've got a course before then and after them, so I've got admin. I've got you know maintenance on gear. I know I'll have to fix some stuff, order a bunch of things. She'll, she'll just get a black Sharpie and put a line right through like five <laughs> days and say, we're going somewhere on these days. I don't know where yet, but we're going. And I'm like, Roger that. Boss. What's, uh, <laughs> how, 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 what is that? What does a vacation look like in, in the McNamara household? Um, it, it varies. I mean, I am more of a, a mountain and a woods. Yeah. I would rather be on a river fly fishing. Mm. You know, that, that would be mine. Um, I think she would rather be on a sandy beach, you know, yeah. in a blue, blue water, which I, that's, a, I, I have a hard time relaxing and I'm always, yeah. I, there's always a level of trepidation for me going on vacation. <clears throat> Once I'm there, I'm like, hell yeah, bro. Get, I want to drink out of a piece of fruit, smoke three cigars a day and just, you know, eat with impunity anything i want you know and um but it take it it's like twisting my arm to get to get me there but if i'm going to like uh you know if she like i think she's got something she wants to rent a cabin you know up in the mountains and i'm all about that i will look forward yeah. to that one and i'll all I, i'll say to her is hey just make sure it's on a body of water a lake or a river so i could go fishing yeah. Because that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna be posted for the whole time. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna leave that body it's, of water. <laughs> again, it's uh 
very similar to how you know I'd like to do a holiday. You know, I like to yeah, I work for you know I work for myself as well. So I'll generally take you know a few long weekends a, a year is enough for yep. me. But I'll, you know there'll usually be events. So you know a triathlon someplace or you know a mountain race someplace. You know France, whatever. Go there, climb hills. But I always keep one weekend a year. So me and a couple of friends will go someplace warm and just lie by a pool and order a fucking whole bunch of cocktails and right. uh, <laughs> just yep. have fun. I like to have one, but yep. I can't, I, you know, even then I get, you know, I kind of agitated, you know, like I feel like I could be doing something like, but it's fair. But once you get, you know, once you're six, once six mojitos down, it's quite right. easy. <laughs> it's quite yeah, easy I, to relax, I, right? I, I have like, to yeah. really prep myself for the nothing to do thing, you know, yeah. like the beach, the beach, uh, the island. That one there gives me, like I said, I get a little bit of trepidation because I'm, I'm thinking, man, I, am I going to be bored? Because all I'm going to be doing is laying in the sand and soaking up the rays. I'm going to look freaking awesome when I come back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but will I be bored? So I just take a shitload of books with me and, and maybe a sketch pad, uh, because I love sketching and drawing, and and um, that'll usually that'll usually be I'm I'm usually set I'm set to jet then, and I'll be you know day drinking starting at 10 in the morning every day too so that's, that's, that's <laughs> nothing bad nothing bad yeah. one of my one of the best things uh one of my favorite feelings in the world is when you know, you know everything you know life is go 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 for me so when i get to you know edinburgh airport you know going on holiday someplace and you can get into the there's a little pub you know yep. weatherspoons in, in edinburgh airport and you go okay you can sit down there and it's fucking 5 30 a.m in the morning it's like i'll have a pint thank you very much yep. and you sit there and go, <laughs> ah. yeah. This is my, life. Rules, my wife. Rules, my wife rules, of life, rules of life don't apply in an airport, do they? None of the rules of life apply. That's right. That's right. My wife <laughs> yeah, do it. Bag of, bag of chips, one pound seventy. I'm doing it. I don't care. What could you have? What, sorry, it's five thirty in the morning. What would you like? I'd like a pint and a cheeseburger. Right. <laughs> my good man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. My wife awesome. says the same thing. She'll when she forces me on vacation, you know, and we get to the airport. We always get to the airport super, super early because I'm 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 somebody who's never gonna rush. I freaking hate that. You know, I think that's for ill prepared people, somebody who's rushing all the time. But um we get to the it could, like you said, it could be six in the morning. And she'll walk me right over to a pub and she goes, she'll say, Welcome to vacation. I'm like, Yep. Uh double bourbon, please. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and straight into straight into I think we maybe lost up oh, that Chris is back. Yeah, I'm back. Yep. Sorry. Internet crashed. <laughs> um yeah. So what um you know, what 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 is your your you know, your day to day business? I know you do a lot of training stuff with guns and stuff. So what how does how does that can it play out? Well, I, so I run a couple courses a month and those are typically two day courses. It varies though. Uh, for instance, I have one coming up in, um, the week after next, it's a four day course with military folks and they're coming down to, uh, visit with me and I'll train those guys for four days. So it kind of varies on days. I don't have courses. Um, the days are full, but, but I'm, I'm not, I, I have just hit a point. Just, and this is because of 2020. Thank God for 2020, my best year ever. I love 2020. You know, people say, oh, 2020, I can't wait for it to be gone. But was it really that bad for you? You know, just because the news is telling you it's bad doesn't mean you have to believe it. It really wasn't that bad, you know, because it gave us an opportunity for self-improvement. You know, all that mm -hmm. downtime, being locked up and all that shit. So 
I was able to streamline my um, my entire industry of my way of doing things. I used to travel, or I used to do four training courses a month, and most of those were travel. So, and most of the travel ones were on a plane, not just driving on a plane. So there was absolutely zero freaking time for me. So. 2020 saved my life because I'm not traveling anymore. I'm only doing one or two courses a month. And then the rest of it is consumed. I figured, you know, uh, I, I do a lot of these. I do a lot of podcasts because why not? It's help because it, it, it could probably help somebody else out because a great objective for me in life is to make people better people. It's very fulfilling. You know, if you, if you could, yeah. if you could uh, hold yeah. on to a portion of, you know, making a person a better person, it's, it, you get a little, it's very fulfilling. Um, so, uh, day to, my day to day varies. So there's always, there's all, I always tell my kids this too. There's always stuff to be done. So I have to answer a lot of correspondence. So that's how usually it begins or be, my day begins with just a little bit of news and a little bit of social, because that's a job for me too, the social media thing. And then I get on the computer and, um, I have to do, I run a store, so I have to do fulfillment. Um, I have to do answer the email. I have to, uh, answer a lot of folks about, uh, they'll, they'll inqu inquiries about training. So there's that admin side of p pushing paper of writing them up, um, you know, price quotes and invoices and all that crap. So day to day varies there's of course there's a workout but that's also work for me because i have that business combat strength training so i use the interweb yeah. as a conduit to um to push my combat strength training uh, ebook and stuff so i post the workouts on there not necessarily every day but at least a couple times a week just to keep people's appetites you know just to keep them hungry uh what else um 2020 i got custody of my kids also, so they're with me and Rebecca full time now. So there's little things with them, school, uh, work, you know, driving <clears throat> lessons, all this crap. But it's they're they're busy days, but they're not as busy as they used to be. I have actual fuck off time now, which after <laughs> working my ass off, I mean, I'll be 56 years old next month, and for the for the the majority of my life, I've worked my ass off. And, and, yeah. and I'm really not anymore. I mean, I'm busy, but I'm not traveling. I'm not rushing. I'm not, you know, thinking about, I'm not stressing. My stress level has gone down. My blood pressure is like a 25 year old's blood pressure right now. It used to be high, yeah. but it's, it's, it's come, it's come way down. So everything's, everything's a lot better. Thank, thankfully in part to, uh, 2020 and the, and the, that lockdown, which at the beginning was real hard because I lost a freaking ass load of money. I had to refund dozens and dozens of people, you know, because they would send me, um, uh, uh, registration fees. Um, and so man, that was, that was tough, you know, having a, just watching my bank account dwindle, boom, 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 boom. But the thing is, it's not my money because I didn't deliver the product yet. So thankfully I didn't spend that shit. You know, I wasn't robbing Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> I had it yeah. and I was able to refund everybody and still able to live off of my residual for another couple months without working. And I told Rebecca, I said, this is such great peace of mind. You know, it's so comforting to know that we could do this. 
But in the, at the same time, all right, so we're not working, so let's find something else to do. So, you know, generated a couple new jobs. Uh, my uh, um, business partner, I see CJ uh, Ortiz, we built an online coaching group. Um, I've been selling the, um, the resistance bands and because a lot of home gyms, a lot of people are thinking, wow, man, I, uh, can't go to a gym. I need a home gym. So, yep. Shit's been good, man. It's been fun. And I'm always looking for more shit to jam into the pipeline, you know, just because, because I, 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 I want, I don't want to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I want to look for the next thing. I don't want to slow down and stop or just feel content and accept because then you're, you're, you're living in that world where you're accepting mediocrity and I don't want to be there. You know, I want to look for the next thing. So I've got pending projects too. So that's another thing that's day by day is pending projects. There's always shit to write because I'm working on like, there's like three books I've been working on for about three years, you know, and every once in a while I just go yeah. back to one of those and, and jot down a few lines or a few pages. So, yeah. So day to day, day to day is awesome. it's spread. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Sounds awesome, man. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's amazing. Uh, like, you know, how 2020 worked out for certain people, you know, a lot of people, you know, hated it. It was, you know, the worst year of their life. And, and then I know a lot of people who really went, okay, fuck this. How do we how do we adapt? How do we how do we adjust to this and, and, and did that? You know, you you're one of the people who actually went, Okay, how do we you know, let's just find out, you know, a way around this roadblock and, and figure it out. You know, we, we you know, we, we had nothing to do, so hey man, let's start a podcast and start speaking to people and, and you know, here we are. So um you know, right on. Have, oh, you did know. you guys did you guys start it yours in twenty twenty? podcast yeah we, yeah. cool. We started good, good, good. Up, yeah the, the lockdown started in the uk on the thursday mm-hmm. and that sunday morning me and chris did episode one together so literally within 48 hours we said let's just do it and everyone oh, you know we, we had a chat and said who's going to listen to it and then we thought you know what we don't give a fuck who cares if right. no one listens to it, we'll right. doing it. Do it man. and yeah we were quite lucky we were both lucky that we knew some interesting people to do the first six or seven episodes mm-hmm. just to get a feel for it and then I just started sliding into people's DMs and asking them to come on. And yeah, what what do you got to lose, bro? What do you got to lose? I mean, you, I get hit up all the freaking time. And a lot of times I want to do them, but I can't. I've got shit going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I. but what do you what do you have to lose? I mean, so yeah, shoot for the freaking stats. I think um, I think one of the things that helps us uh, in terms of getting so we, we've spoke to quite a lot of uh, you know you know American Special Forces guys, quite a lot of SEALs, um, and I think it, I think being Scottish, it's weird because Americans all love speaking to us because they're Scottish, yep. and nobody in Scotland wants to do it. Right, no. <laughs> yeah, right. hilarious! Like what the yeah. fuck? Yep. You know, it's, no, um, you, well strange. there is there, there is an allure to that. Because when guys hit me up from different parts of the world, I am more likely to say yes because, um, well, because it's exotic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're talking yeah, yeah. to uh, to a uh, like your audience, probably the the bulk of your audience, whether it's uh, 100 people or 100,000 people, don't know who the hell I am. You know, <laughs> the majority of them. Where here, you know, if I'm doing one with. Um, you know, some military guy, everybody knows. And they probably heard the same shit that I've been saying. Mm. It, 
because they've they've heard other podcasts. So yeah, yeah there there is an allure to that because I've done them with um, Australia, UK. Um, oh shit, I forget which Scandinavia. That's one of the Scandinavia. Somebody in Scandinavia. I did one with them. Okay. Um, but yeah, all over the world. Uh, I can't I can't recall who else right yeah. now. But what, yeah. one of the one of the things one of the things that's um, the most hilarious. So Ali gets all the analytics and stuff. And one of the funniest things is when he messages me and says, oh, "There's another country listens." I think we like thirty-seven countries around the world listen to this. It's fucking that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still right. think, I still think the funniest one was when I got the notification through the. It genuinely came up Pat, on on the analytics of the podcast. New subscriber in the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, and me and Chris yeah. are just laughing like, "Why is someone in Jordan listening to two idiots from Scotland talking? To, like, yeah. where does that even come from? The Hashemite right. Kingdom of Jordan. Someone in the Middle right. East has yeah, been right. like, not a Goose Gang podcast with two Scottish guys." Oh man, that's funny as shit. Yeah, the beauty of the interweb, you know, it's so freaking awesome because um you use it right, you get to meet a lot of you get to meet a lot of good people, you know, a lot of cool people. And um it man, it really does make the world a small place. Like for you know, what I was telling you about little kids sending me clips, basic dude stuff, they're all over the freaking all over the planet. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, some of them are speaking in, in their native tongue, too. And they'll culminate by saying basic dude stuff in English. And I don't know what the, the fuck they're doing. They're digging in a, in a ditch <laughs> or some shit or, or playing in a sandbox. And they're talking. And then all of a sudden, they'll look at the camera and go, basic dude stuff. You know? And <laughs> it's, pretty, just, have, it's badass, have, man. Have you ever thought about taking that idea further and, um, like, actually showing people how to do the yes. basic, like, you, you know, you know. You know, so I always, you know, one of the things that, you know, it made me remember, I was in a garage, you know, so I, I own, uh, you know, a towing company is one of the things I do. And I was in a garage, uh, you know, main dealership. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy who came in, you know, a fully grown man, you know, he's fucking 40s, 50s, whatever. And he, you know, he said to the, you know, the girl on reception, like, you know, could somebody fill up my uh, washer jets for my windshield? <laughs> and, and I'm just standing there going, did he just? Yep. He just said that. Just, could he just ask somebody to fill up a fucking bottle with water? Yep. Like, what the yep. fuck? How do you how do you get to your age? I, and I actually was curious, like, how do you get to your age and not... You right. don't know how to... Do you know how to open the bonnet? Like, or the hood? Do you know, you know how... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. And, now, but it, and it's becoming more and more prevalent, right? With Especially with Generation Zers. So I have a couple of Generation Zers. And they've always been able to swipe right. You know, they're, they're, they've never been bored. They've always had technology in their hand. And, um, it used to be necessary, you know, that we perform our own maintenance on vehicles, on our lawnmowers and stuff like that. It it was necessary. Everybody knew how to do it. You were, it was, it was scheduled. You checked your own oil, you know, I mean, it's just something that was a way of life. Um, but yes. So to answer your question, one of the things I'm doing is using, that basic dude stuff on like IG and on YouTube as a conduit for my coaching squad, because in the coaching squad, I'll do like when I show, for instance, a, um, a, uh, primitive deadfall for small game, it'll be a seven second clip, but on the, uh, coaching squad site, it'll be a five minute video. So, or when I say sharpening a knife is basic dude stuff, seven seconds. When I 
do it on my coaching squad, it's a five minute video. So, and I'll put that in the notes. I'm like, Hey, if you want more of this, <laughs> you know, there's, there's detailed notes, you know, like bacon and apple pie, basic dude stuff. But I actually, there's a, a 30 minute video of me baking that pie, you okay. know, on my, on my coaching squad. So I use that as a conduit. I'm not sure. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know where that's going to take me. I just know that it's cool and I got a trademark cool. on it now. Yeah. I got yeah. a trademark on it. Yeah. Very um, cool. So, because it could take, it could. I don't know. It could be TV. It could be uh, a book. Uh, but you know, right now it's up. It's apparel, and I figure I better secure it before somebody else does. So absolutely, yeah. and, and you know what? And I think I think twenty twenty only highlighted the fact that a lot of people are super super vulnerable. They have no fucking yep. idea how to deal with any like Correct. any nothing. Like you, you, yeah, you have you have you have a, a you know a few hundred bucks lying about. In case of emergency, uh, no. Right. Well, what the fuck? Right. Yes. What do you want to do? Yeah. See, I, I wrote about that in, I forget, I, I don't have a copy of it here. I wrote a book called Sentinel years ago, maybe 2011 or 12, and I put all that stuff in there. Okay. You know, how you how you need to be prepared. You don't need to be a prepper, but you need to be prepared for small shit to take care of your family. You need to have cash on hand in the house. You need to have, you know, the, 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 the cars in your driveway – should have gas in them. They should never be on E in your driveway. You know, you should have medical gear. You should know how to do some basic medicine. You should have a little bit of, you know, a stockpile of food just for a few days. You should have toilet paper, <laughs> shit like that, you know? So all that stuff was in there. So, you know, when, when, when did you, when did you guys get locked down? March of 2020 ish? Yeah. Yeah. So same with us. It was, yeah. Yep. Day before St. Patrick's day for us. Yep. <laughs> so 16th and, uh, so many people got caught with their pants down for, for me and my bride, we were in hog heaven because we do some, we do prepping and we garden all year long. You know, we have a winter garden, summer garden, and we've got stockpiles of stuff. So the best part of this is cool because we had a, we had a, a dually here. So not only were we in lockdown and you know, the grocery stores were empty because people were freaking out that it was Armageddon or some shit, that it was a plague. But um, here in my town, we had a power outage for f four days, too, which was cool. I thought I was like, hell yeah, man, this is the perfect storm here. We got everything. And I was so we were we were brewing beer, man. While people were freaking <laughs> out. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were uh, we were loving life. I mean, it was just I thought it was the most awesome thing. You know, I was still brewing her coffee you know, in the morning, but I was just doing it on flame instead of, uh, in a Keurig machine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's good to be, um, self-sufficient and to have some kind of, like you said, just know how to do things, especially I'm going to use that one. The, uh, filling up the uh, windshield washer. I'm going to use that one as yeah. basic dudes because I've done oh, car things, but I haven't yeah, done huh? that. Check it all the fluids, you know, as basic yeah. dude stuff. Check the fluids, man. <laughs> like, and it's right. and, and and one of the funniest things I, I always remember is um you know, I had to go pick up a a, a guy's car and you know it broke it broke down on the on the fourth road bridge, which takes, you know, from Fife where we are over to Edinburgh. And it, the guy was genuinely a fucking neurosurgeon and he had filled his car up with oil, but he had filled it with oil and it just fucking hydraulic locked. And I was like, right. What the fuck? You didn't yeah. think there was a level. You you work on people's brains and you didn't right. realize that the, those two lines on the dipstick are for a reason. Yeah. 
just fill it up. You know, put a lid on. It doesn't work anymore. Some, what the fuck? <laughs> Sometimes the uh, smartest people in the world are the dumbest. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think uh, there's there's definitely some mileage in, uh, uh, you know, and taking that, you know, the basic good stuff further, 100%. And, and you know, yeah, and, and a lot of different directions. So, you know, you know, vehicle stuff and then general house stuff and then how to be a man stuff. How to yep, garden yep. stuff. There's so many little right. areas in that where you could take that really I, far and, and, and do wonderful things with it. Especially how to be a gentleman. A lot, people, a lot of people don't know how to do that and haven't been taught that generationally. You know, their dads haven't taught them that. So now they're becoming parents themselves. And now there's a risk of it missing that generation as well. So massively important. Yeah. yeah and a lot of those guys I have, I have, uh, there's about, uh, shit, I think I have 500 people in my coaching squad now. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm putting out a lot of information for them on video, but they're, they're, uh, they don't fall into that category. There's a lot of experience in, in there with the, 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 the members of my squad. They, there's a massive freaking knowledge base. It's ridiculous, but yeah, um, it's, it, it's funny. You never know the impact you're going to have on people. So back to that basic dude stuff, because it's freaking cool. Um, and uh, it's, it, this happens so often where I'll say, you know, rotating out your storage of gas is basic dude stuff. Guys will write me and they'll go, Oh, thanks for reminding me. Damn it, man. It's been, you know, months since I've, you know, rotated my, my gas cans, or I did one where I said, having a fire extinguisher in your kitchen is basic dude stuff. A guy messaged me like two months later, he goes, Hey, I saw that episode. I put a fire extinguisher in my kitchen. I had a kitchen fire and I was able to put it out <laughs> because of that fire extinguisher. So you never know, you know, the, the effect, but those, that happens all the freaking time. Hey, thanks mm -hmm. for doing that one because I forgot and I needed to do it, you know, and it helped me in this situation. So, yeah. And one, one of the, again, and again, this goes, this goes full circle uh, right back to the beginning of the podcast. So because you have, you know, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm like approaching a half million followers, uh, you know, on Instagram. So you have an outreach. So, you know, I love the idea of what you're doing, but I could never make that work because I have fucking no followers. So you have that yeah, outreach. Right. So then it, then it becomes important for you to do that, you know, to, mm -hmm. to, to, to put these videos out there. So that becomes where it becomes yep. really important for, you know, guys like you uh, who have a big yep. following and know how to do these yep. things to fucking, you know, put, put it out there. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you got to, you know, like I said, you got to keep keep it clean because, yeah, my my IG, I've got almost a half million, and then I've got, you know, other platforms I'm on, um, and then I've got a big following on YouTube as well. So it's got to yeah, be yeah. clean. It's got to be palatable, you know, and yeah. your delivery is it's it's important to be light, you know, to yeah. to not take yourself too seriously, and to inject a little humor in it uh, because that captivates people too. You know, they yeah, want to come back and see that kind of crap. So, yeah. I think, and I think you do. I think you do a really fantastic job. Um, <laughs> you know, of, of, of you know making very good points, but also being you know kind of silly with it and funny with it. And you know, I think it's yep. uh, you know it, you know it's, it works for a broad range of people, which is you know ultimately what you have to do to to spread a message, right? So, um, you're doing a really a really fantastic job. Um, with thanks, with man. Stuff. Appreciate so, it. Yep. Long may it continue. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think we've just, I think we've just went over an hour now, Pat. So I think do you, you have to go and collect the kids and, and do, uh, yeah, I got I got I got I, I got a boogie in a couple minutes. 
So yeah, no but yeah, well, just just as wind it down, Pat. We always just ask, just because you've been talking about your basic dude stuff, and we'd love to send some more eyes your way. Because as you say, potentially people that listen to us for some reason don't know who you are. Clearly, they're imbeciles and idiots. But for those imbeciles yep. and idiots that don't know you, uh, what's your Instagram or social media? And we'll tag this into the notes. And we'll tag it in when we release the podcast at the weekend as well. Right on. So my IG is uh, at Tmax Inc. T M A C S I N C. And I'm also a member of the at University of Badassery. <laughs> yeah, good podcast. Uh, CJ, I, I so, like, recommend yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then my YouTube channel is Pat Mac, P A T M A C. And now, did you say that you did some uh, some basic dude stuff merch? Because I'm going to go and buy one of those T-shirts if you have them oh, right now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're up on my store, on my link tree, on my uh, IG. Yeah, you hit that store. Okay. okay. There's there's base there's basic dude stuff cutting boards, bro. Coasters. Yeah. That's a, oh, yeah. fuck, man. That's, I'm going to buy one of those. So if you... Damn it. You locked oh, up froze. again, Chris. Oh, I froze. I was, I was actually looking at your site just before the podcast. Um, yeah. And the stuff on there is tremendous. Chris, you'll love it, mate. Honestly, the stuff on his, on his site is incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, up cool. again. He's, he's, he's too excited. He keeps freezing up. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep freezing up, but we've timed it perfectly. But um, I'm going to go. Damn it. <laughs> uh, fucking keeps cutting off, man. We're just we're, yep. we're, we're ending this. At the... yep. Yeah, we're ending this at the right time. Chris is freezing up. Yeah, right. Connection. Okay, yep. well, Pat, look, I know you need to get. So, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. It's been absolutely awesome. Uh, we'll get this cleaned up. We'll tag you in it and get it released. But um, episode fifty-six, Pat McNamara, done and dusted. Thank you very much, sir. It's been a genuine pleasure. Hey, thanks. Thanks to you guys too. Appreciate it. Glad to uh, be here and best of luck to you in your endeavors. Rock and roll, baby. Whoo. The Silly Goose Gang Podcast. <laughs>